I'm sure we've all been there. I'm sure other people can speak to this when you're thinking about, you know, what business idea should I come up with? Is it actually possible to have a big business? Like how do these people get so lucky and own these large corporations? And the truth is, is that... Blake Ross, founder of Firefox. Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. Steve Jobs, creator of Apple. Three young and successful entrepreneurs. People tend to see teens as angsty, rude, and irritable. When in reality, teens can be some of the most successful and creative people. Welcome to Now I'm Here podcast. This podcast aims to teach the younger generations that no matter your age, the possibility of success is within arm's reach. All you need is a little perseverance and a strategic mindset. Like Walt Disney said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Dare to dream. Now to our host, Sydney Jacobs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Now I'm Here podcast. Today, we have David Friedman and Josh Bodenstein from Scoop Supplements. Hello, boys. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. So excited to have you guys here. I've known you guys both for quite a few years and so happy to see that you guys have come up with something and a great company that has seemed to have good success for you guys thus far. Thank you. So what is Scoops? Where did this idea come from? Like Scoop Supplements, what is it? So essentially, we offer customizable quantities of sports supplements, that being protein powder, pre-workout, and BCAAs. And we also offer other supplements like creatine as well. And yeah, so for a while, we would always buy these large tubs of protein powder because that's typically how it's being it's sold in regular supplement stores, obviously, and in the supplement industry. And we would always struggle to finish these large tubs because we would grow tired of the flavor or not like the flavor the very first time we tried it. And yeah, it was just a huge problem that we faced and we would always see our tubs expire and we would waste a lot of money as a result. Oh yeah, one day it kind of just dawned on us that there isn't a solution for this problem. And it kind of just, it's one of those business ideas where it like stems from like a personal frustration. So it, it's more like personal. So you actually take the initiative to start something that can help yourself and hopefully help others with the same problem. So how did you guys get it off the ground, get it rolling? Um, so the truth is when you first started with thinking of business, it's pretty intimidating because you're like, where, where do I start? There's so many bases to cover. And honestly, the first thing we did was just do a lot of research on how to actually start a business because you think that when you look at big businesses, maybe the people who started them knew what they were doing. But the truth is that probably no one knows really knows what they're doing. <laughs> so we kind of just did a bunch of research and um, just like did some background, could gain some background knowledge on maybe some regulations in like the industry because we weren't necessarily uh, educated on everything that we had to know. And from there, it just came down to like just making a making a plan and just sticking to it. And obviously, there's a lot of obstacles you don't foresee. But it's all about just sticking through them because it's nothing, no business at the beginning is a smooth, is a smooth, you know, like a smooth start. And Josh, do you think that like your education helped you kind of kick it off because you have like that business background or just it was still a struggle for you to get it all started? No, I think I think it's still a struggle because in school, we don't necessarily learn the application of how to start a business unless you take some entrepreneurship specialized courses. So like David said, we had to do a lot of research and actually learn for ourselves the, the difficulties that come with starting a business. Like David said, like a lot of things that we didn't know and had to experience for ourselves and 
we're still we're still learning it's a lot of island. Kind of year. so yeah like it, school has taught me a lot obviously but um in terms of starting the business i mean you i think i feel like you actually have to do it to to learn like as you go when did you guys start what what year of university were you in yeah so we started about halfway through third year i believe it was pretty much exactly a year ago when we when we actually became a real business and so your powders are in bags I, and uh, there's some stories with this people traveling with uh, your product i've heard uh, through airports oh yeah so for, <laughs> yeah so one of our friends bought from us and at the time we had these clear bags now we have stand uh we have the matte white bags so you're not able to see the product but they also uh, proper labels yeah at the time we we had very simple packaging. It was clear and it would only have like a small label, not even with our logo or nutrition facts. It was like at the very beginning of, of scoops and our friend was actually traveling with it and <laughs> he got stopped at security because they thought it was something else that they weren't sure what this type, what this powder was in this clear bag. <laughs> yeah. So did that kind of kick off needing to change your packaging or was it just like, you had to remodel it anyways. Interestingly enough, that actually wasn't the motivation to change our packaging. We just kind of, it's its interesting because it didn't even dawn on us that is an indication that we have to increase our packaging. So it kind of just came to a point where we wanted to have a more professional look because at the beginning, like I said, you just want to get started. So the, our initial packaging sort of like a prototype, almost just to like, without investing too much to see how the idea works itself which actually is a good piece of advice that we got from someone at my school who works in like the business department is you're never gonna have a perfect attack plan to start off with because you don't there's so many things hidden that you don't know so it's best to just get started with what with whatever you have and then the things that you need to change will appear for themselves and after some time we just kept getting feedback that it's a great idea but the the packaging isn't there yet it's not professional enough it looks sketchy whatever you want to call it and that was sort of an indication that we need to step game up so when you guys started, were you guys going to stores and just buying the, the jugs of the protein powder and of the supplements or were you always buying it in like a bulk form? Yeah, so we, we never actually went to a competitor and purchased their products to then resell. Um, so when we were starting the business, we reached out to several different manufacturers to see that uh, to see who we can work with. And a few got back to us. And after explaining our concept, um, three of them wanted to work with us that we reached out to. And we're still working with all three of them. And yeah, so ever since day one from selling, we've been buying in bulk and then repackaging it for uh, scoops. It was, yeah, just to add on to that, it was important to buy straight from the manufacturer because we wanted to be, we wanted to make sure that in the partnership, they were aware of our concept and we didn't want to do anything that could, that could, uh, that could jeopardize our business, such as buying it from a different competitor and not having them be on the same page as us. What about like FDA regulations of like putting the protein powder or the supplements into a different type of container? Are there regulations there? Yeah, so, well, FDA is for the US, but within for Health Canada, um, they're actually, it's a really new sector called the NNHPD, which has to do with natural health products and supplements. So it's not necessarily falling into the food category or the, uh, the, the medicinal use category or drugs, whatever you want to call it. So actually there aren't too many regulations. So actually we are allowed to be doing what we're doing and we actually just to be extra cautious. We do follow a lot of the same protocols that a food 
service would have to follow because we want to make sure that there's obviously sanitation protocols in, in colony. Everything's good. Like, have you ever thought about creating your own supplements or is it just always like working with other partners and manufacturers? For now, we're just focused on working with other partners and manufacturers, but maybe in the future, if we continue to grow and we see that our customers are demanding more products, especially from scoops, then it's something we can think about. Uh, But as of now, we just don't have the necessary resources available in order to be like manufacturing our own supplements, but it's definitely something like a long-term goal we want to strive towards. During your products, they're only available online? Yeah. So at the moment, we're only, we're only selling online, but we do deliver across Canada. Could you somehow turn it into a store or like a little place in a gym or would that just not work? It's funny you ask that because we actually started off as a booth in the uh, Toronto Pan Am Centre, which is on the U of T Scarborough campus, and we were a booth. And the truth is, is that it was a big learning experience for us because it was hard to, to manage the booth and be able to tend to all the different customers and package it on the spot in time, especially with only two of us there. So that really opened our eyes to the to the uses of going online and the just being able to reach way more people because you know the internet's a very large space and we learned that it was much more efficient and actually our our our, our goal is when we thought of this in the first place was to be sort of like a bulk barn store where people can just scoop their own protein powder and get as much as they want but there were numerous problems with that that arose which sort of led us as i said before you need to just test things out for yourself and see that led us into where we are now which i think is We've come a long way from that concept, that initial concept. What are some of the main problems that came about? I can name a couple and Josh can name a couple. So the first one that comes to mind for me is definitely the sanitary problem of people sticking their hands or batch contamination, which is essentially, you know, products being like mixed between different containers by accident, because some of this stuff has caffeine in it or other things that not necessarily are dangerous, but can be if they're mixed or put into higher doses. So that's one concern. Yeah, another one would be also the types of costs that are associated with owning a retail store, like the overhead costs of like rent, utilities, like employees, like all those different costs. And just having an online store is much more easier to to manage in terms of that, um, to limit our costs and maximize our profit, especially uh, at, a, at the early stages we're in. Add on one more thing, lastly, especially in today's day and age, what caused us to have to go online was the onset of the pandemic. And with the way that e-commerce is going right now and the way the world is looking, it looks like it's going to be a much brighter future online. What costs do you guys have associated with you right now? You probably have like email, like needing to pay for an email domain, your website, your actual product and your packaging, and then mm-hmm. shipping. Is that it? There's no other overhead costs? Um, I would say the only additional thing you missed is uh, insurance. Yeah, potential like cost for marketing as well that we plan on uh, doing more uh, in the upcoming year. Yeah. How do you currently market? So we do a lot of our marketing through Instagram and Facebook, as well as email marketing. And we try to focus on, like we've, we've uh, done Instagram ads before in the past, but those didn't really prove to be efficient uh, for us. And uh, as a result, we haven't really focused on them much. So what we do is we mainly uh, try to interact with potential customers by like commenting on their posts and things like that, uh, as well as, trying to reach out to past customers who have purchased from us, just always asking them like how they're enjoying their products and things like that. Cause people like when you check up on them and it, it kind of makes them feel special. So we want to develop a nice one-on-one relationship with them. We don't want to like seem like this big 
corporate company or anything like that. Like we're just two guys, like we're trying to help people uh, find out what they like ultimately, right? Because we face these issues as people who consume supplements and we want people to find out what they like. So, I mean, like we're, we're doing that and then we're, like I said, we're gonna focus on Facebook advertisements uh, in 2021 mainly. And we're gonna get uh, the Guelph Hub who we will be working with uh, in the upcoming year to help us with that. Do you know what percent of your customers are repeat customers? Hmm, good question. Um, I would probably have to say less, less than less than fifty, less than fifty percent for sure. But it's hard to pin an exact number on it. Do you know why people aren't coming back to you guys? Have you figured that out? Um, yeah. So one of the I mean, we, we don't know for sure, but one thing that I speculate is that um, near the beginning when we opened, we only offered, we never offered the manufacturer containers as an option. So people would essentially use us as a sampling tool to find out what they like and then go to someone else, to somewhere else. However, we started also offering the full tubs at a competitive price in case somebody finds out they like something, they can still be a returning customer. And we've, we have seen an increase in returning customers ever since we started that. That kind of draws away, though, from the original issue of like getting tired and, and yeah, well, like, of the product. The, one of the main issues we were trying to tackle was was going was going in blindly and committing to something you don't know what it is, and so that definitely still eliminates that problem of trying a product and finding out you don't like it and being stuck with it. And still, I would say the majority of our customers are still people ordering not as a sample, as a diverse set of supplements from us. So we're gonna play a game. I went onto your website and I have your protein powders listed. So one of you guys is going to guess which flavor the other one would choose over the other flavor. So who wants to guess and who wants to answer? I'm going to guess first. <laughs> okay. So I'll name you two flavors and then you have to decide which flavor you think Josh would prefer. Okay. So you have the Splash Blue Shark and... Quattro salted freaking caramel. Don't screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick salted caramel. Am I wrong? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we had the blue shark today. I really, I really liked it. It was the first time I had it. I thought you really salted okay, salted caramel is good, but the isolate splash just hits different. It's like I don't know you as well as I thought. Yeah, you don't. Okay, we'll do another one. I get, I get redemption. We have lemon meringue pie or splash sour watermelon. I don't think you've tried either. Well, what, what do you think I'd like? You haven't tried your own product? Not all of them. Um, I think you would like sour watermelon more. Yeah. I'm not a lemon guy. <laughs> we'll do one more for, for David to guess. Toasted cinnamon cereal yeah or churros oh actually that's a really that's a tough one i guess i'm gonna go with toasted cinnamon yeah it's my favorite okay let's switch it around now josh your turn uh chocolate mint ice cream or vanilla cake oh chocolate mint yeah. do they really taste like what they're saying yeah for sure yeah chocolate it's, it's, it's pretty accurate <laughs> uh let's do funky peach or lemon meringue? Oh. I'm gonna go with funky peach. Yeah. 
I know you so well. <laughs> Last one is banana cream pie or the splash blue shark. Go with, hmm, I'll go with the blue shark. Yeah, that's a good guess. Much better at guessing than the other way around. <laughs> you guys just being difficult. <laughs> So there's so many different types of protein supplements. You guys kind of want to take a, talk about which ones are your favorites and why in regards to like the actual ingredients in them? Uh, sure. Um, so personally, it depends on what my goals at the moment are. So when you look at protein powder in a broad, in a broad way, there's usually people think there's whey protein and there's also casein protein. And like, I mean, there's a bunch of other types like pea protein and stuff, but generally speaking, it's whey and casein. And the main difference between them, to keep it simple, is that whey is fast digesting and casein is slower digesting. So typically, whey protein is definitely the more popular version that tastes a lot better and has more options. So I definitely say whey is usually what I go for. And uh, casein is good to take at nighttime. So sometimes I'll use that. I don't usually don't buy it, though. So personally, I'm just going to go with a, with a nice whey protein. Yeah, and for me, I, I, I typically enjoy the casein, actually. So the, the Quattro product that we offer by Magnum Nutraceuticals, it, it's a mix of whey and casein. So you're getting the best of both worlds. And I do like to have most of my protein shakes at night. So it's one of the products I, I do enjoy the most because typically before you go to sleep, you want a slower digesting protein. So that's, that's the one I enjoy. And I, I typically mix and match flavors uh, of our products with the Magnum Quattro that we have. So David, the question that I asked before about Josh in regards to like running a business and being a business student, do you find that you're able to apply like the science stuff that you know to like your body when you're working out and to like ingredients or like proteins that you're using? Yeah, like uh, 100%. Maybe not in the amount of depth that I learned in school, but definitely understanding the composition of the different molecules that are actually in the supplements helps me to sort of decipher what would be best for me. And especially with regard to the nutrition classes I've taken, timing when I take them and timing my meals and stuff like that, it's definitely helps a lot. However, directly speaking for business, I would say a lot of, it's sort of the translatable skills that will apply, such as time management and stuff like that, that really come into play. And I think those are the most important ones, whether you're a business student or a science student, as those are really the things that are going to get you to where you want to be at the end of the day. I think we all have the capability to to run a business, whether you're a business student or not, it just has to do with your work ethic and responsibility and accountability and other skills like that, which I really think are learned through through hard work and anything. But like, what's it like running a business with your friend? Like, how does that work? Does one of you take like more control on one side, kind of take a step back? Like, is Scoops located in Toronto? Is that like where everything so, Yeah, happens? so for the, past, for the past year, or for as long as you've been open and online, We've been located in Toronto. However, we are looking within the next week as I go back to school to sort of to divvy up the products between two locations so that we can share a more equal workload when it comes to packaging as that's definitely the most work intensive part of it. How many orders do you guys look at having like a day or a week? It, it varies. We've actually, at least in January, like maybe like two, one to two a day during a typical month, maybe six. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, around like one to two a day, I'd say. And we're, we're definitely trying to grow that because like we want to we want to reach more people. And honestly, like at least balancing all the packaging with school and stuff, it was getting really difficult. And 
David couldn't do much with none of the products in Guelph. So, I mean, it, that was a little bit of a struggle. So once he moves back and gets a lot of the products and we split up the packaging duties, it's going to be a lot easier for us to manage the business. You guys need to like blow up like a small business on TikTok and then just have like all of the orders printing out and then not knowing what to do with yourselves. So the product, you guys get the products. What is your like markup? Can you talk about that? Like how much profit you're actually making when you sell a product? Yeah, so um, when we receive the products, our, the raw profit margin is usually somewhere around 50%. However, that's before you take into account the packaging and the subsidization that we do on shipping. So like a lot, a lot more costs actually go into it than appear at first sight, as all of our bags are custom with multiple nutrition labels on them. And like I said, we're pretty generous when it comes to shipping as you only have to spend about $40 to get half off of shipping. So taking into account all of that, I'd say our, our average profit margin comes in at about between 30 and 40%. But you guys don't have a lot of overhead. So like uh, it's it's working for you guys. Like you guys broke even relatively fast, I'd assume. Yeah. So it took us just an, under a year to break even. Okay. Well, you bought that many that much product? Well, um, we had a lot of remaining overhead costs from when we initially opened up at U of T. Okay. So now you've really learned from your mistakes going forward now how to work with experience. that. I think Josh would agree with me that neither of us regret being there. So it really gave us, we developed grit, I'd say, mostly, and the ability to learn more about ourselves and the business through, di through directly interacting with customers in person. So what are the future goals? You're looking to go to med school, correct? Yes. So where, where's the, what's the future of Scoops? Uh, I want to be optimistic and say that hopefully we can we can continue to work together through anything because, uh, you know, even now school is sometimes, I think Josh would agree, it gets stressful, but at the end of the day, it's a really, I think Scoops is a really important part of both of our lives and we want to be able to continue it for as long as possible. Josh, would you like to speak anything to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with David. Um, depend, like, there's obviously different, like many different variables in the air with him going to uh, med school and because we don't know where he'll be going. But I'm confident that David will be able to manage all his work because at the end of the day, like he's extremely passionate about scoops and I know that and he knows that as well. So I feel like we'll still be able to work together really well. And like we've known each other for so long. So the trust is there. And if, if one day he like, he'll be honest with me if he if you can't if he's not able to manage it or, or something happens, then we'll have that discussion. But for now, like, I think we will be able to work together goals at the moment and just, you know, keeping what's in our dealing with what's in our control. Mm -hmm. Or like what what do you hope to achieve like how do you want to grow scoops i think at the moment what's most important to us is any growth you know i don't think we have we're not being outcome driven because if we're thinking about the end goal it's hard to stay focused on what's in front of you so i think we're just taking it day by day and trying to trying to improve every day and do what we can to become a better business not only in terms of revenue but in terms of serving our customers the way they want to be so if you were to look back to a year ago when you guys first started or before you started, what would be advice that you'd give yourself now? Uh, interesting question. I'm going to need to think about that for 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the most important advice I would give to myself is um, at times it would become extremely stressful, especially being a student in Guelph and having to come home every single weekend. 
um, to work at the booth for over 20 hours a weekend and deal with my schoolwork at the same time and volunteering, being someone who wants to go to med school. And Josh also had, you know, he was on full-time co-op working 40 hours a week and then using his only break on the weekend to work another 20 hours, not to mention the additional work that had to be put in after the booth. So I think the advice I would have given to myself and to, to Josh a year ago would have been to, to try and think, to try and look forward to see where we could be now because and to to remind yourself that all the work that we worked that we put in is important because it not only not only is important for the business itself but it's important for your character and it tra- like it once again with the translatable skills all the things that we learned are are showing in different parts of our lives so it would have just been to to stay strong and to continue through any sort of challenges that arose Josh, you agree? Yeah, I completely agree. At times, especially when we're at the booth at Pan, at the Pan Am gym, it it got really difficult. Like we were sleep deprived. We were we were definitely overworked. We had a lot of arguments, <laughs> and we we made a lot of careless mistakes. And I would have probably told myself to maybe, although like uh, working really hard towards growing the business is very important. Also taking a break is equally as important because at the end of the day, like you're gonna, you're gonna break down at some point and you do need rest because working, (laughs) working 60 plus hours a week for, for several months in a row is not sustainable. So, I mean, if, if like at the end of the day, as David said, we want to offer the best service to our customers. Working that much, it, w- it was difficult to do that. If you had to shut down scoops like tomorrow, would you guys be happy with what you achieved? I would be more than happy. Honestly, like I was saying, when going into it, you, it's very hard to see what it will become. You, ha- you have no idea. And I'm sure we've all been there. I'm sure other people can speak to this when you're thinking about, you know, what business idea should I come up with? Is it actually possible to have a big business? Like how do these people get so lucky and own these large corporations? And the truth is, is that I don't like, it's just because we, we came, I came farther than we ever could have imagined to. And you should be proud. We just every day I look back and I say, wow, like we, we made it this far. Yeah. Sometimes things get so busy that you forget how much you've actually accomplished with the business. Like, the past few days, David and I have been saying like, like we should just take a break and pat ourselves on the back for how much we've actually achieved with this business. Because personally, I could have never imagined that I could start a business that could have achieved so much within a year. But at the same time, it would be sad to shut down Scoops uh, tomorrow because of all the potential that... No one's taking it away from you. Don't worry. It's not getting for shut sure, down. For sure, for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like we uh, we both think that we have we do have a bright future and we're gonna like strive towards continuing to grow and and just seeing where where things end up when you guys started did you like reach out for help from like maybe an investor or a mentor or just like you two 100 all the way yeah so um the beginning of the business it was just just all mile mine and josh's efforts just us two no one really to to consult for advice however we did, we did for the past few months have a business mentor within U of T and he, he gave us some good advice. And we just recently also um, signed on with the University of Guelph Business Hub. So we're looking forward to a, a bright semester there where to gain more coaching from them. That's really good. I feel like the hardest thing is to really start and like get your footing in the door, like knowing how to start, especially like when you're alone and you guys are getting the help now, which means that like 
the future success is like there's potential there because you guys have come this far by yourselves and now you're getting the help to help you grow and like shoot you further. For sure. And I mean, the biggest piece of advice I can give to anybody is just to trust yourself because at the end of the day, you need to be accountable for what you're going to do and nobody's going to push you to figure out the answers and no one's going to hand you the answers either because every situation or business is unique and you just need to go you need to dive in head first and figure it out for yourself. Did you ever feel like you were drowning when you guys were like at the Pan Am Center? Were you guys like drowning in the work and in the effort and just like wanting to stop? I wouldn't say we wanted to stop, but I would say there were times where it felt like it was weighing really heavy on our shoulders and we had to really push through to make it. And we're glad that we did because we're, we're here now. We're looking better than ever. And it's, it's fully possible to run a business and be a student at the same we're time, correct? Yeah. <laughs> You're living proof, exactly. We had we had a high school dropout on the podcast. And it's it's very interesting to hear his perspective and what he has to say because a lot of the people that I'm inviting to be on the podcast are students or people working full-time jobs that are also running something else on the side. So it was very interesting to hear this guy say, you know, you can't you can't run a business and be in school. It doesn't work. 24 hours a day, more than enough time for everything. It just just comes down to time management and just making sure you understand your responsibilities and staying on top of all of them. It's about what you want. Like you guys want to see this succeed and you want to achieve like- You know, I won't lie. It's definitely challenging. It's not not for everybody. There There are times where we're very stressed, but it comes down to like what you said, what you want to see. If you want to see the results, you will put in the work. The stress is difficult, of course, but it's almost like as much as there's stress, then you see your own work coming to action. Like you can, you get that pride afterwards knowing like, wow, this is something that I did that we created exactly. and now look at it. That's great. It's, it's really good to see that you guys have done this and that you guys have achieved the success you have with breaking even and that you guys are still pushing through and moving forward with it thank you yeah for sure with that we're going to end off the podcast so thank you guys both so much for coming on the podcast their company is scoop supplements i will put all of the information in the description box below thank you so much for listening to now i'm here podcast catch you next time